Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being unequally yoked, you hear that term and it means something different for everyone. But when that's most important is when your world is falling apart. Because there's a lot of times in your marriage where you've lost sight. You've lost everything that you planned your life to be. So the only thing you have left is your guys' relationship with God. We knew how to pray together. The problem I had was having faith to pray when I was at that low. But I truly felt like, no lie, I felt like God completely forgot about us. Just never give up. Just, even if you're holding on to the thread at the end of the thread, thread, and you have to tie as many knots in the last thread to hold on, hold on because you will get on the other side of it. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, You might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about our vows, or a particular part of our vows that goes like this, in sickness and in health. And we have um, with us some very special people to us in the studio. And uh, babe, do you want to uh, introduce them? Yes, it's actually very special for us because this is our Uncle Danny and Aunt Alana. Danny and Alana Opdyke. And um, we are going to have them share their story. So first of all, you guys, thank you so much for being willing to come on and share something that's so vulnerable to share and I know that it's going to connect with so many people so thank you for having us so first of all um, share with us how you guys met and um, and then once you start sharing that story kind of integrate that piece of when chronic pain became part of your relationship all right I think she can tell how we met and then I'll take over the (laughs) uh, the other part go ahead we met at church and I was I was 19, and um, my best friend at the time was married to his best friend at the time, and so it was 
Um, it was their object to see if there was a connection. And at first I was like, when she had brought it up, I was like, no way. You know, he's, he's way older than me, but there's a 10 year difference between us. And um, she's like, no, just give it a shot, give it a shot. And so we had our first date at their house and the rest is history. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, going on um what married 18 years, right? Mm, 19. Oh, 19. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> yeah, so almost two decades, well over two decades together now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you had some injuries prior to you guys getting married. Yes. Yeah, some yeah. knee injuries and things. Yes. Cuz you uh, lived a very active life. Very active. Very active. A lot of sports mm -hmm. and everything I did, I wanted to, you know, be the best at and and wakeboarding. Yeah, wake, doing the wakeboarding. Flips. I remember yep. you doing yep. flips out on the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always wanted that. Always had a lot of fun with Karina and Carissa out on the boat <laughs> when they were just young young little little kids. Yeah. Um but, you know, that's the thing is, is once we got together, got married, um, you know, I've had injuries all my life, but I've been able to come back from, from most of them pretty decent, um, you know, but then certain injuries, you know, injuries are never, you're never going to come back a hundred percent. Like you'll be lucky to come back 80%. You know, surgeries is one of those things where if you, if you are going to have surgery on a knee or a shoulder or anything, you know, you don't want to have surgery unless you're going to thinking, okay, this is so bad that any, anything would be better with the right than I'm at right now. Um, cause it's, you're never going to be a hundred percent. So, you know, right after we got married, um, I ended up hurting my back, um, we're working on a water feature. Um, you know, we just started my own business at the time and, um, in landscaping. And so I was working on a water feature and fell with a rock and, and, you know, that was my first back surgery. It was not a big one. It was pretty simple and easy. Uh, Lana knows all the names of it. <laughs> How was it? Oh, he had a laminectomy and disectomy first. Right. And then because there's no work comp and there's no disability when you're self-employed, it was right back to work right. because you're built, you're trying to build a business and there it's do or die. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody that's going to take your spot. Nobody's going to do your job. So there's no recovery time which is a huge piece of the puzzle is that there was never a recovery period. I went right back to, right back to work. And cause at, um, at that time I had one or two employees only. And so I had to be out there on the job. So I didn't, I didn't give it like, you know, the doctor would say normally would say, okay, you need to be off work for three months and collect either disability or workman's comp or whatever. And we didn't have that. So you just laughed I, at him. Like, uh -huh. I was like, I was like, okay. And then I was out there in the Bobcat bouncing around, you know, and little did I know how much more damage I was doing. Um, and of course it set me up for more injuries, um, within the next three years. And then that's kind of when the next three years, that's when it really happened when I really had the major back injury, um, and where they had to, um, you know, fuse my back, put four rods in, you know, the front of my spine and the back of my spine, uh, which led to, you know, having the pain pump installed years later. And I mean, for those that are hearing this, they're probably thinking, man, like, what's going on with this guy? All these, all these surgeries, a pain pump. Um, I personally have been able to witness, you know, from a, at a distance, you know, as your niece, um, been able to witness the ups and the downs of this. But for you guys as a couple, 
I mean, certainly wasn't a distance. So to see it up close and um, how was that for you, Alana, just in the in the early stages when you realized like this guy's got a lot going on? <laughs> well, we got I got married. We got married when I was 21 and the first back surgery, I was 22. And, you know, at 22, you think you kind of know everything. You realize real quick, you know nothing. And you're, you're going into a world you know nothing about when it comes into surgeries. And so recovering from back surgery, number one, you're very optimistic. And you're like, okay, this is, we're going to have a comeback. And <clears throat> you're thinking that it's going, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. But as things did not progress and they did not heal because there was not the rest taken. And as we went into back surgery number two, you're still an optimist. At that point, I was 24 and you're not ready for it. No one there, no one teaches you to be ready for being a caretaker or chronic pain or surgeries or injuries. No one writes books about that. Mm -hmm. There's and especially here we are almost 20 years ago. There was there's not the resources that there are now. Yeah. And <clears throat> so you're thinking, okay, how are we going to, how, how are we going to make this work? So now he's in a, he comes home in a body cast, but there's still, no one's going to pay your bills. No one is going to pay your bills. So out he goes again, just weeks later, <clears throat> ends up breaking his foot while he's in a body cast. Then he has two casts on and so things tumbled things on top of each other just came one after the other after the other and you're, you're raising kids you're trying to build a business you're trying to navigate chronic pain and you're young yeah and <clears throat> there's just not the resources you don't you're not sure who to bring in in terms of what family what input well we'll back up here for a minute too is like she said the first first little back surgery was it was not a big back surgery mm -hmm. if i would have taken the rest things could have been way different sure. well as as adam knows you know <laughs> you feel like you're newly married and when you're newly married you want to make sure that you are you know making a good living for your wife you you don't you can't just go well we're gonna not pay these bills especially when you want to be the sole provider. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, so, so I didn't take the rest on either one of them. You'd think we would learn from the first time, but we didn't. But when, even on the very first time when I didn't take the rest, I was thinking my wife's going to be proud of me for getting out there and working through pain because I'm, I'm making sure that we can pay our bills. Mm -hmm. Little did I know that I, that she was building up resentment because instead of me sitting on my hiney like I should have and let my body heal, I'm thinking I'm impressing her. Mm -hmm. And all the time, it's building up resentment and she's really getting upset thinking, why is he going to work? Why is he doing this when he needs to let his body heal? You know, and- Like, a, like a different values there. Like you're, that they weren't communicated. Right. Of, of like, <clears throat> this is impressing her and you're like, this is dumb, you're gonna hurt yourself again. Right. So maybe like a little bit of cross of Oh, absolutely. And that, and again, you know, newly married. Um yeah, and your, your communication skills aren't up to par right. in your first few years. <laughs> we'll be right back to the show, but here's a quick break from our sponsor. 
So we are huge advocates of couples taking an assessment to know where they are in their relationship. Like, what are your strengths? What are your challenges? Well, Relate Foundation reached out to us a while back about taking their assessment, and we loved how it was laid out. It assesses things like communication, conflict resolution, sexual satisfaction, and even individual traits like self-esteem, flexibility, and maturity. The cool part about this assessment is that you can take it as an individual, which is 25 bucks, or you can take it as a couple and link your results into one PDF, which is 40 bucks. But they're offering a deal to the DYMC community, 20% off if you use the code DYMC. So go to relatefoundation.com slash couples to check it out today. All right, back to the show. And then you're dealing with something bigger than yourself. And yeah, communication which leads into you bring somebody alongside of you in this. And we just didn't know that we were too young to recognize we needed somebody to walk this journey with us. And when did you realize that? (laughs) Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you, um, this is one thing I may get way ahead of myself here, but I'm going to say this right now because you know, I wish I would have realized it then I didn't, we didn't realize it even on the, on the big, big surgery that I had. Still didn't realize it even when I had my pain pump installed, which took a lot of, and we'll come back to that I'm sure later, took a lot of um, approval, which had to go to multiple different therapists and different things to get approved for a pain pump. But it wasn't even until after that that we finally realized, and I'll, um, you know, something through actually through Carissa about, you know, a marriage, you know, counselor. And, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, it wasn't like it is now. I hope it's like this now. I don't know if it is, but it's like really what needs to happen is people need to understand that having a marriage counselor in your life from day one is the most important thing. Mm. The most important thing. Why day one though? Why day one? Because they need to get to know who you are when things are great, Mm. when things are wonderful. And that way, when, as things do happen, you don't have to fall to the complete bottom of the barrel before you reach out for help. And then they don't get to know the real you at that time. They don't get to know the real you. They're, they're, they're going, wow, we're trying to put out a major fire that has taken over five towns. Instead, <laughs> if you start early, we're putting out a small little campfire. That's you know? Cool. So, so I wish I would have known, Adam. I totally wish I would have known to do that earlier, but I didn't. It took, it was many, many, many years. And thank God, Chris has suggested uh, Raina, which has been amazing. Mm. But if Raina was in our life from when we were engaged through mar- through the first part of our marriage, like if we could have had somebody, and Raina is your counselor, yes. yes. And if if we could have had somebody like that from day one to help with these little things, then it would you never never would we have been gotten so far down to the bottom of the barrel, you know, to where we were. And it truly is a miracle of God that we're here today together. Thank God that I'm, I have my beautiful wife with me. (laughs) Just to just maybe you guys have a lot of history there of things happening. And to your credit, you guys built and still have and maintain a very, very successful company in Redding, California. It's well known. I think we see every single year the the awards, <laughs> best in the North State or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's it. 
just under 50 or 50 employees. And, and to maintain that relationship as business partners and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs together while supporting each other through the chronic pain right. and trying to maintain your marriage yeah. all at once. Like mm-hmm. that, that took, that took a lot. It did take a lot. That's exactly why that, you know, to back up, that's why my whole desire was I've got to make this business work. I've got to make sure money's coming in. I got to make sure I don't care what's going on with my body. Yeah, I'm, I may heal, but I, it's going to have to, instead of it healing in three months, it's going to, it's going to take nine months, but at least I'm paying the bills, you know, and all that time, you know, I'm, it's, and I, I look back now and I can see it clearly, but back then I didn't, I was thinking, even when she started voicing it saying, you know, you are causing this, you are making this worse. And, and in my head, I was thinking, looking at her going, well, do you not want me to go to work? Do you not want to pay the bills? Mm. You know, cause yeah. I'm looking at it from a man's point of view. Yeah. Now, you know, it's way different. I look back now and I can see it way more clearly. Sure. So, and you talk about the bottom of the barrel, the tumble, you guys, I, I think I just started dating Carissa at your, probably your lowest. And I remember yeah. coming in your house and I didn't see you very much at all. Right. I think yeah. I maybe saw you once mm-hmm. or twice. Like mm-hmm. you weren't al- around a lot because yeah. you were laying flat on your back mm-hmm. and not able to get out of bed. Is yeah. that absolutely? You know, well, as as the tumble began, yeah. you know, um, when it got to the point of where that was, um, you know, when I first met you, you definitely met me at my worst. Um, you know, I was going through a time at that point where I wanted to be out working and every day I told myself tomorrow I'll get out there tomorrow I'll get out there with the guys tomorrow the fact that our business stayed alive during that time was all because of God and Alana 100% it could not have happened if it was not for God and Alana worked her worked like crazy to just band-aid 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 and it was God and Alana that kept the business going but I wanted to get back out every day and I couldn't physically. So it got to the point where what you're talking about, Adam, is um, I, when you are in that much chronic pain, when it is that bad, I'm not talking about a pulled muscle that you're dealing with for three or four weeks or right. a, a bad a headache, you know. Well, let's qualify it. You had herniated six discs on top of your fusion. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. it was outside by working. It yeah. was outside of the scope of pain pills, <clears throat> which pain pills alter who you, your personality. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a non-negotiable. People who take pain pills at that level, right. if you're not you, yeah. you mm-hmm. are not you because you only have a portion of those pain pills that's actually mm-hmm. going to your pain, and the rest is affecting everything mm-hmm. else. And what was really hard is I had to keep remembering. <clears throat> This is not the person I married. This is not the person I married. This is this is not really who he is. And you have to dig really deep. And the farther you get mm. after, the the more time goes by. You're like, who is who is this person? Mm. They don't want to be alive. Yeah. They've made that very clear. They feel like the world would be better off without them. Mm. Some days. Some days you agree with that, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, you're fighting so hard mm-hmm. to keep them here. Yeah. I can explain where yeah. I was at that point, point. Um, and that's kind of where I was going, was that 
when Adam kind of came into our life and our family's life, um, I had been dealing with this chronic pain so bad, telling myself that I'm going to be better tomorrow. I'm going to get out with the guys tomorrow. And that tomorrow never came. Yeah. And every day I, I, I couldn't deal with it. And so I wanted to be in another world. I wanted to be, mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to open my eyes. I didn't want to be alive. Um, but it got worse than that. A lot of people have a, have a time in their life where they don't want to be alive. But this got to the point where I, when we got together with the family, when chronic pain is so bad that you can't think about anything else. You cannot think about the weather. Yeah. You can't think about hobbies. You can't think about deer hunting, fishing, shooting a bow, whatever it is, golfing, whatever it is you're, you're into. For me, it was all the wakeboarding and snowboarding. I couldn't even talk about what I couldn't do. And that was another time in my life later on about all the stuff that, that I can't do. But I couldn't even think about that. All I could think about and talk about was, was my chronic pain. So it was the same old thing. When I was with family, it was all I could talk about was what I'm going through, what I'm going mm -hmm. through. Well, family gets tired of hearing that over and over and over. That's how I perceived it, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, as you start s saying it over and over on how bad that you're hurting and the chronic pain you're in, well, I was not treating my wife good. Um, we had, at that point, our, I mean, we didn't even have a marriage. I didn't even have a life, let alone a marriage. Mm -hmm. So... I did get to the point where I thought Alana deserved, deserves to have a life. Alana deserves a good husband. Alana deserves somebody that's not going to rot away and 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 just lay lay in bed, try to fill, try to get up, and try to move, but couldn't because of all the pain. And then I thought, you know, the family would be better off. They wouldn't have to deal with with coming over and me talking about all I could talk about was my pain. So it's amazing how you let your mind go down that right. rabbit trail. Uh, absolutely. Just a, it's the a depression, deep, dark hole. The yeah. depression took over and I never thought depression was real. Oh, but boy, it is, it is a real, it is a real thing. And, and of course, all from the devil and from the pain. And so I got to the point where I, th I thought it would be better for the family and better for Alana for me to be actually be gone. Mm -hmm. And also it would put me out of my misery. It would put me out of my physical pain. Mm -hmm. It would be like, okay, I, I wouldn't have to wake up. I would not have to deal with this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Well, that, that, was, that was so real for me, so real. And of course, as more real, I said it every day when I told her tomorrow I'll do it. And then I couldn't be out there tomorrow. Then it got to the point where I started telling her, you know, you'll be better off, Alana, with somebody else. You know, and you start pushing your spouse away. Yeah. You don't realize at the time you're going through it and all you can think about what you're going through, mm. but you don't understand what you're putting your spouse through. Mm. That's powerful that just that point that you said there was that you were pushing her away. Absolutely. Mm. It's not because you don't love her or you don't want oh. her in your life, but you're like, I'm, I see what I'm doing to you. Right. That... It was because I loved her so much. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to have a better life. Mm. And I wanted her to... Because I loved her so much, I wanted to sacrifice myself. For, I didn't want her to be with me, the loser that I felt like I was at the time. Mm. So I didn't, want, I didn't want her to be with me. I wanted her to have such an awesome life. She was 10 years younger than me. She deserves the world. Right. And I didn't want this for her. This is not what we signed up for. Right. This is not what I wanted for my wife. And so, Lana, when he was pushing you away, did you understand what was going on there? <laughs> or <laughs> Well, and there's... There's part of it too. 
<laughs> what goes into this is we came from two very different families. I married the ultimate peacemaker. He married the ultimate confrontationalist. So, but then when somebody doesn't want to be alive, <laughs> being a confrontationalist, which is what you know, and how your family operates, like if there was something going on in our family, yeah. we addressed it head on. You don't want to address things head on because <laughs> you're afraid you're going to come home and they've blown their head off. And it was because of what you said. And so then you start to figure out, okay, how do I be a peacemaker? How do I help him? And when you mean like he was in bed, actually he, there was a chair. We laugh about how many, <laughs> we laugh about how many recliners that we have purchased in our marriage because he literally sat in them so much. We wore them out because he actually never came. There was a period of probably six years. He never came to bed. He lived in that chair because it was the only thing that was kind of comfortable. And so, and it, there wasn't the resource of, oh, okay, well, if we got this sleeping apparatus, if we got, there's no like, hey, I'm going to put this out on Facebook. Do you have a recommendation of a good sleep um, wedge of this? There wasn't, this was before you could just mm -hmm. click. This was before Google. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now right. it seems like such an easy thing. Why didn't they just Google that? Why didn't they just reach out? Mm -hmm. There was no, that was before <clears throat> that time. Sorry, my voice. Um, they prayed so much last night. <laughs> no limits. <laughs> yeah, I prayed our voice away, which actually going into prayer, and it's something why we talk to our kids about making sure they marry somebody with their same faith base is because being unequally yoked, you hear that term and it means something different for everyone. But when that's most important is when your world is falling apart. Exactly. And if you cannot pray together, if you don't have something to come back to, there's nothing, because there's a lot of times in your marriage, <clears throat> in this journey, where you've lost sight. You're just like, every, you've lost everything that you planned your life to be. So the only thing you have left is your guys' relationship with God. And so I, don't, I truly don't know how people make it without God and without having that together. Exactly. Um, that was a really key component and finding, because that's your why. I made this vow. I made this vow before God and I am going to keep to it. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to remember that. And <clears throat> for all the parents out there listening, a reason to stay together is so that your kids have a precedent of you can make it through hard things and very thankful for Danny's parents and my parents who they went through hard, hard, hard things and they stayed together because I feel that if they hadn't, it'd be much easier to say, well, I can throw in the towel they did, but we didn't want to, we didn't want to, we weren't quitters. And I think yeah, we've never been quitters. We've never anything. been quitters. And and that whole, you fake it till you make it. <laughs> I know that some people have a thing against that. Oh, no, there are some seasons in your life. You fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's there were seasons where, cause, and people always asked, how's Danny? Okay, because I went to church by myself years yeah. that he couldn't, that he just physically could not go. And you just put that plastic smile on. And how's Danny? <laughs> My answer did become he's a, he's breathing. 
because <laughs> what is left to say after so many years? Well, that was after, yeah. At yeah. first, she, of course, didn't do that. But oh, it, finally it, led, it finally it led to that because yeah. obviously our faith tumbled, everything tumbled, yeah. you know, d down to the ground. You know, and that's what I mean when I said earlier, you know, we didn't have to get to that bottom of the barrel where we were, yeah. you know, um, when when that whole thing is and in your vows and you know for better or for worse you know it's it's one thing it's easy to live for the better that's easy a lot of people don't understand what worse is and you know <laughs> you don't have to get to the point where it's so bad and that's why you know having somebody in your life a good marriage therapist that can be there things could have been so different for us. Well, and I feel tagging into that was if, if you had met, <clears throat> if you had a therapist that you just went to for maintenance, maybe quarterly when you first get married, yeah. they are seeing who you really are. They have a base. And when people, a lot of times, and Adam has said it on a previous podcast is, you know, somebody has chest pain, they're in the ER in four hours. Somebody has marriage trouble. <laughs> they're not even seeking it for maybe six years is the average. And that was actually very true for us. Now we had gone before we found, before uh, Chris had recommended Raina, we had gone to two different therapists and they're meeting you at your low. And then, it, you know, there's not the same dentist for everybody. There's not the same doctor for everybody. And there's not the same therapist for everybody. So, and that's a real thing. And people don't give up. <laughs> Who's ever listening to this? If you have met a therapist exactly, that's right. and you didn't like them mm -hmm. and, and maybe you stormed out and slammed their door, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> there, there's others. That's and, why it's good to start early because you've got to find the right one. And you the have first a better one you see is not going to necessarily right necessarily be the one you're going to pick. And you need good you need a good you need good chemistry with your therapist. That's an important part. And thankfully, and it was a god thing that Carissa had recommended Raina, <clears throat> who she had met in her master's program. And Raina was able to see past the stage she met us in mm -hmm. and, and dig us out for, you know, I mean, by a decade mm -hmm. of time that we had to dig out mm -hmm. a decade of trauma. And I just wish the whole time we're like, I sure wish you would have known us before this. Cause everything needs maintenance. Here's the thing. Everything. I mean, you, you would know, right? Exactly. Everything needs maintenance from obviously cars, motors, you name it, but asphalt needs maintenance. Mm -hmm. Concrete needs maintenance. I mean, rock hard things that you don't think needs maintenance everything does yeah. so why why do people not realize your marriage needs maintenance good and bad yeah. good and bad and so if if we would have had a reina in our life at the beginning mm. we we would not have got down to that part of not even half we, we, there's just no way yeah. you know it would have been so things could have been so much better uh, although we learned a lot and we are still learning, but we learned a lot through what we went through, of course. When you guys had that upturn, you know, things, you, you had to work on it. It didn't just happen. It took time. Um, what were those first steps, those first things that helped you? Because, you know, uh, counselors are famous for giving homework. Like, <laughs> okay, so you're going to work on this this week, right? Mm -hmm, okay, yeah. you're going to work on this. What were the things that you began taking away and applying to yourself and to your situation that helped you start seeing your relationship and yourself in a different way? Okay. Well, okay. 
and I'll let Alana kind of answer that in a second. But we actually, we had an upswing before we got with Raina. We really did. Um, Small. She still, she still <laughs> met us at, she still met us at our low, but, but we did because um, we were already on the upswing mm -hmm. when we got with Raina. And truly what did that um, is, is the fact, like she mentioned earlier, that we could pray together. Mm. And if it was not for God and us being able to pray together, that upswing never would have happened. Mm. Yeah. What, did that look, what, what did happened. that look like for you praying together? I mean, it wasn't just obviously over food. No. Are you kidding? No. We actually prayed together. We, we know how to pray together. We prayed together from day one. We were, uh, when we were dating, um, at church, we were in a situation where we would come to my mom and dad's house and we would actually have prayer meetings at my mom and dad's house, just her and I, mm -hmm. and pray. So we, we've we learned how to pray together from day one. And so that really helped us. So it wasn't like we had to learn. And that's another thing. You don't want to have to learn to pray together when you're at your low. We knew how to pray together. The problem I had was having faith to pray when I was at that low. So that's what I had to lean on Alana for was that Yes, this is worth praying for. And um, so we knew how to pray. And we, and because of how we were raised, we knew how to fast. And we, and we knew how to get God's attention. But I truly felt like, no lie, I felt like God completely forgot about us. I really did. At, at Arlo, that whole poem, I forgot what the name of the poem is about in the sand. And there's only one set of footsteps. Yeah. That was truly 100 billion percent our life. Um, I, I thought... Hey, you know what? God's kind of said, "Oh, okay, Dan and Alana, not worried about them." You know, then come around later on. I see now, and there's miracle after miracle. I look back and go, "Wow, mm. God was actually carrying us through that whole time." I didn't even know it. Well, you you're know? still breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but you know, there's so much to chronic pain, different levels, different stages of life that you know there was different upswings. It wasn't just one upswing right? Yeah. because there was an upswing and then, Gosh. and then we got tumbled yeah. and then there was an upswing mm. and then we got tumbled. So it's not just, it's not just one fluid. Oh, bound to the bottom and then an upswing and everything got better. Was it a know? change in your guys's conversation or your ability to ask for help or the way you saw yourself? What, what were those, what okay. some of those things that would help other people in your position right now? Well, okay. Well, number one, when you are in so much pain, um, it's just like, okay, if when you're tired, you don't feel like going to work. You don't feel like making decisions when you're tired. When you're in so much pain, you cannot make decisions. You cannot make good decisions in pain. And I mean, even little ones. I don't care if it's, hey, what do you want to eat? You can't even think about what you want to eat when you're in that much mm -hmm. pain. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Mm. So you can't make good decisions. Yeah. So I, I really did. I leaned on Alana to make some good decisions to because I couldn't make them when, when you're that bad. When you're that bad, you can't make good decisions. Well, like she said, we tried a couple therapists and uh, I mean, failed big time. I mean, completely <laughs> failed. And every time I, it failed... It gave fuel to the fire for me mm. to rail on that. See, that's why nobody can help us. That's why nobody cares. You know, but when you're in pain, 
you are a different person. And like she said, with pain pills and everything, of course, pain pills didn't do anything for me. But um, but that's when you're that bad, you use that fuel. And even though I leaned on Alana to try to do that, then I ended up throwing it right back in her face and be like, see, I told you this wouldn't work. It was her fault. Right. How did you adapt through all of that, Alana? Like in terms, I know prayer you've mentioned, and I remember... <laughs> You know, being with you guys for holidays and you'd be up in your chair in the morning seeking the Lord. So I know prayer was a huge, huge strength for you. What are some other ways that you adapted and maintained that strength on the journey? And the sanity. Oh, and the sanity. Um, <clears throat> well, I think there's a fine, this is not necessarily the straightaway answer to your question, but there is a fine line between love and hate and you're like you are one day you love your spouse and on the next day you hate them but you're not hating them you're just hating the situation you're both in but you can hardly differentiate that and adapting was hard and um, we used a lot of other focuses i think it's important to have we put a lot of energy or excuse me, I'll speak for myself. I put a lot of energy into the business to sidetrack, um, edu you know, school, went back, got my bachelor's degree, um, just things to sidetrack. You, you had to, <laughs> you had to focus on something else because the present was so hard to deal with. Mm. Um, really focusing on finding a good friend to come alongside of you mm. beyond your therapist would have been so helpful and um to be uh, somebody that's safe somebody that is not using that to go talk about it at church or talk about it you know somewhere else but it's just somebody that can talk you off cliffs and i think that's a that would be a huge that'd be a huge component um and you said i heard intentionality there it's not just like something that you just hope come along that you would seek out and find that that person right because <clears throat> you're so angry <laughs> you're so angry and you don't recognize when you're i've never been an angry person i was always an optimist and so when you're so mad because you're not getting on the other side of it and um, it's hard to see past your anger and you want to help, you want to help your spouse and then you're just like, do it yourself. You know, because if the, cause like he said, it's hard to make good decisions. So if you're trying to help them make a good decision. They're like, whatever you want. You're like, I asked you and just yeah. the, it's the nonstop back and forth and both parties are after yeah. the same end goal. And mm. so it's, so it's what I'm hearing is it's very easy to bicker. And oh man. Like low grade chronic oh. warfare. Oh yes. Yes. And then, you know, and thank God for kids too, because sometimes you literally don't, you don't argue because your kids are listening <laughs> by the same measure. They should see conflict resolution and that's healthy. But a lot of times you're finding all sorts of reasons mm -hmm. to stay together. You're like, 
I don't want people, I don't want our employees to think we're failures. I don't want our children to think we're failures. I don't want our parents to think we're failures. We have to look like we get along, you know what I mean? In those certain seasons. And, and sometimes just faking it long enough is good. Yeah. Because you stop, you stop being so snippy because people may be listening. Right. And the other person accepts it and is like, hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. That sounded right. civil. <laughs> right. Tone of voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're always great at that. Right? I think I I think when it was so bad, I didn't even that I didn't even care about her remarks. I didn't care about that <laughs> because I was in so much pain. Yeah. I think as God is blessed and and you know, for new technology and Google and everything else, you know, we've been able to climb out of that bottom of the barrel to get back on top. Thank, thank God. But you know, it took a lot of work, a lot of, um, a lot of work from obviously getting the pain pump, which is a miracle. Everywhere I go, I have to take a certain type of mm-hmm. wedge with me in order to just to sleep at night. Yeah. Well, we've learned how to do that. So now we we started as our upswing. You know, being able to vacation together again, mm-hmm. being that's able exactly. to enjoy life again. And that's that's what God did for us is that we started climbing out of this, mm-hmm. learning how to live with chronic pain. And you have found a new normal. Right. It's not the same normal from before chronic pain entered. Oh, right. And so instead mm-hmm. of thinking about, you know, everything that I can't do. Because you're not wakeboarding anymore. Oh, yeah. No, no wakeboarding, no snowboarding. But no you snow are driving the boat. Oh, right. Right. So, but that's the thing is instead of thinking about all the stuff I, I, I cannot do anymore, which I was a very active guy, God gave me new hobbies mm-hmm. and new things in my life that I enjoy, which is number one is vacation. I never vacationed until I met Alana. Mm-hmm. And so vacationing is huge. And the fact that God gave us a way to go on a vacation. Yes. I have to take a huge piece of luggage with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go, mm-hmm. but, um, but to be able to vacation, to be able to enjoy life, yes. you know, God giving little things for us to be able to get out of our office on the weekends mm-hmm. to enjoy life and enjoy each other. So God has done that in the last 10 years that has put us back to, to really be honest, I look forward to our weekends. It's almost like being newlyweds again. Mm-hmm. I, I love my time with Alana on my Friday nights. I mean, Friday nights is our date night, little fun night. Ooh, I'll have. plug in a commercial. <laughs> Everybody should actually truthfully, and this is actually kind of funny because <clears throat> in one of my sessions with my therapist, I was telling Rain, I'm like, oh my word, you have to get these cards. Chris, okay, Chris and Adam came up with these cards. And so I'm telling her about the foundations and the expectations. And now there's realizations, which is our new favorite. And, um, and it's funny because, so I'm telling her about it, made sure she was connected to dear young married couple. And then it's funny about a few months later, I go back in for another session and she's like, she's like, have you been doing your cards? And because because they are rebuilding emotional intimacy, or keeping emotional intimacy, or maintaining it, takes so much focus. Because there are so many other things to talk about. What are we doing for dinner? What's this employee? What's this? You know what's going on that you're not intentional about each other. And that's for any life, not just chronic pain. Yeah, issues. not just chronic pain. <laughs> yes. And so rebuilding you know, intimacy, because intimacy is so far thrown out a window when you're in the throes of a chronic pain situation. Like you legit are go, you go, 
we used to have sex. Like right. we used to like yeah. what? That is why I think those cards have been so fun for us is because it's just been a fun way. I mean, yes, God, God helped us, you know, before those cards came around, um, you know, with getting everything back. And, and actually uh, your mom, Kim said a long time ago, you know, Hey, God told me you're going to get everything back and more. And, and, and those words are so true, but you know, living, living the life about the intimacy that she's talking about when you are at your wits end at the bottom of the bottom. Okay. Um, some advice I would give out there would be if anybody finds themselves at the bottom of the bottom, you know, hire a nurse to come help you. Mm. Um, because when I look back now, you know, you, you think, you know, well, my spouse can, can be that for me. And I'm not talking about fixing something for dinner. I'm not talking about getting something for you because you know you you can't move. You're on crutches or you have a body cast or what whatever the injury may be. I'm talking about the intimacy things that you normally do completely on your own, from showering to using the restroom, whatever it may be. You cannot do those things. You can't move. So all of a sudden, you lean on your spouse to come and do that. And it's one thing if it was a short period of time, probably, but to live that life for two years of where you cannot move at all and somebody has to be there to do everything for you, you, as a man, it your pride is gone. It, hum it humbles you so much where you think, am I ever, is she ever going to look at me as that big stud guy that I once was that she was attracted to? And then you fight that later on because you've lost all of that. Yeah, you feel like you've lost your dignity. In yes, some ways. yes. Yeah. So it's a big hit to your self-esteem, and you're right. rebuilding your own idea of yourself in light of what you think your spouse sees in you. Right. Yeah. And even though that may be a lie and not true, um, I did do some research on this, and it is best when you have a long-term chronic pain problem to ha have a nurse come out to help with the major things. Mm -hmm. Yes, the spouse is always going to be there to because that's what they signed up for, for better or for worse. Signed up for. Well, <laughs> again, for right. better or for worse. <laughs> oh. So, but that's the thing for the for the for the small things and yes. little things. But yes. but because that's that's something that I think would have really 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 helped. That's so you're good. almost like lightening the burden on the other person. Yes, yeah. it yeah. should not be all on your spouse to handle all that and run the business. And I mean, I mean, we could go on or not. So you have to lighten the burden. And if you're going to lighten some, why not lighten that part of it? Well, and I should have asked for help. I should have asked. Was that hard for help? You don't even realize how much you need the help. Yeah. You don't, you, you do don't. not realize it because you're very self. We are, we are very self-sufficient, very driven. Um, I was a first, I'm a firstborn. I have four younger brothers. I always did everything for them. That's just, that's nature being sure. the oldest. And, and your mom's a nurse. And my mom's a nurse. And, <laughs> yeah. and you really feel because you actually have, you have no idea. And thank God, it's a good thing. God does not show you the future because if you knew how long you were going to have mm -hmm. to do something, Oh, it's so good. And it's, a, <laughs> and at the same measure, it's a good thing that God lets you forget some things in your, yeah. some things that go on in your past. It's mm. good. It's good both directions, sure. but I would have asked for help. I would have said, you know what? I, I am, I'm losing it. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, 
don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, whether it's medically, whatever it is, mm-hmm. don't try to do it all yourself because you will fall apart. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't don't be afraid, no matter how long it takes, even if you have to go through five different marriage counselors to find one that fits you mm-hmm. because there's one out there. Yeah. Um, because you could solve so much pain and heartache by doing that. And of course, having a good relationship with God and knowing how to pray because there's going to be times mm-hmm. where one is going to carry the other, you know, where you, I may, I may not be able to pray or Alana may not be able to pray, mm-hmm. but we can for each other mm-hmm. to yeah. lift each other up, pray for strength for each other. Because, you know, even though the one that whichever one is in pain, it's very difficult but to sit there and and the spouse to look over and look at their spouse in pain and i recently got a, a tidbit of a taste of what it would be like to see my spouse in pain mm-hmm. when alana did the flip on her bike and knocked, knocked herself out mm-hmm. it freaked yeah. me out and and i yeah. i'm so not used to that and i'll tell you i couldn't imagine what she went through all those years watching me moaning and, and I mean, just yeah. moaning in pain all night long yeah. and, and screaming at times and she can't do anything about it because mm-hmm. as a spouse, you love that person. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to stop the pain. You want to help them and you don't know how, and you just want to switch places with them, but you can't, yeah. you know, on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. So to see your spouse in pain that you cannot do something about is it destroys them it it does it destroys them she was you know that little thing when she got locked knocked out she was laying in the hospital and i just wanted i was like just i want to switch places you know she doesn't deserve this and i I can't imagine what what she went through during those times when when i'm you know yelling out in pain and she's freaking out and crying and wants to help me and she's what do you want me to do does this feel better does this feel better and i mean the pain was so severe mm-hmm. that she didn't know what to do she she didn't know what to do when when she was trying to grab and trying to grab and trying to help you know yeah. she you know and she's crying and in tears with me it was just really 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 hard on her yeah. at that time for sure well life doesn't stop right <laughs> people still need your employees still need their paychecks you still need to be returning phone calls and emails and I work you know I've worked at the hospital for 20 years I just retired from the hospital this last summer but I had a job to be out at 7 a.m yeah and you don't bring you don't bring home to work that's not it's not what you do and you life still goes on while all this is happening and so it's important to get to get people alongside to navigate that and if you had somebody that you were checking in with a good therapist, right? Some things could get cut off at the pass. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm, nah, that's a bad idea. Mm, that's a bad idea. Oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. And sure. you know what I'm saying? Yep. Before yeah. it's it's fun or and homework that you said earlier. Yeah. That homework in certain stages of that would have been amazing because, like you like you said, there's some good homework that that you know you marriage therapists give, <laughs> but it helps a lot. And what it can also do is it can take the focus off 
of the severe bad that's going on because yeah. it gives you something else to work on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Even if it even or reminds it, you of the good, right? That you're exactly, that, yeah. because the pain just drowns right. out everything, right? It does. Right. Yeah. You're right. And so you're Adam. That's such a good point. Someone to remind you of the good because you lose sight. You lose sight of that. And uh, Danny, the, the footprints poem is for a long time. You think it's such a generic poem, but if you, you live it and you look back on it and you realize, holy smokes, all that time that I felt like, where did you go? God, where, mm-hmm. Oh, you really were carrying things. And I, in looking back and it's funny cause Danny and I, um, and I'm thankful for the revelation that we got <clears throat> And we always had, even actually as young people, before we got married, the revelation of giving and being faithful to God with your money. And you you wouldn't necessarily think that ties in with this subject or with chronic pain. However, financially, you have to stay afloat, whatever you're going through in life. And some people, you know, when there's no money, there's no, there's no job, there's no, but if you remain faithful to God, God if you're faithful with God's money to him, He'll be faithful to you. He will, he'll supply, he'll carry things over. And then looking back at, yeah, certain stages of how did the business ever make it through a few of these years. But when you're faithful, God makes things happen. Mm -hmm. And thankfully God knows the other side, what you'll be on the other side and just never give up. Like just, even if you're holding on to the thread at the end of the thread, thread, and you have to tie as many knots in the last thread to hold on, hold on because you will get on the other side of it. Even if it doesn't feel like it at that, at this point in time, you really will. You just can't lose. You can't lose hope. And, and, you know, I hate to say, I mean, I almost did. I really almost did at a time in my life. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful now that we made it out of those times because I'll tell you, um, you know, the last, you know, of course, 10 years or, but definitely the last five years has been, you know, so amazing. It's been amazing to, to build back where we were Mm. and it's been fun. It's been just, it's, it's getting to know Alana in a different way now, because when you go through all, all that and the time that's gone by, it's been a very fun period to, grow together the the way back to where we were but you but it's a completely different much richer let let me paint the picture just so people know too that during this whole interview you've been rocking back and forth in (laughs) in your chair because of uh, because of the pain your perspective is different Mm -hmm. yet you've grieved what you've lost Mm. you've had that that stage yes you're still in pain yes you still have problems oh yes absolutely we, yeah my pain pump gets filled every four weeks and yeah and it's it's we have to live we live our life around my chronic pain even today so that's the thing that i want to draw out of that is that you are you are choosing to live around it and you've mm-hmm. you've built a business God has God has blessed you so much, and we we've witnessed what God has done there. And You've inspired us many, to be givers, many times. to be paying yeah. over your tithes and bless other people. Yeah. Um. And and but you're consi- you're always pursuing, like you said, you you get on your your dates. Mm-hmm. You're very very ritualistic with your dates, mm-hmm. and cool stuff. You know, God helped yes. you 
a, like a miraculous buy of this beautiful houseboat on a lake. Yes. Mm-hmm. How cool is that that you're able to do that? Yeah, unbelievable. So yes, you're not able to go jump the waves. Right. But I can still enjoy my love, which is the lake. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes so exactly. yes, your life has changed. Yeah. But God has brought you through and given you so much. So much more than what we even had before. Yeah. And we, we're enjoying life a different way together mm. than what we enjoyed life before. So and good. grief is a journey. Yeah. People think, you're just going to get right over that. Or it's just for a time period. No, grief is a long journey. And because you're, you pictured your life a certain way. It did not go that way for both parties. And then you're building a new normal and grieving what once was what's going to be the, grief is okay and it's okay to it's okay to be in that position and don't try to force yourself out of it mm-hmm. let it let it let yourself go through it naturally mm-hmm. um it's part of the journey mm-hmm. and so you're good. and grief makes you a much more empathetic person and you cuz if you don't grieve ever how can you understand somebody else's grief? Mm. And so we've learned a lot. And yeah, Danny and I, our relationship is a lot richer now. Because when you go through hard things and you come out the other side, you're like, oh, we made it. Mm. Like we, it's just, it's just something you're so proud of yeah. Yeah. to get on the yes. other side of. Yes. And I think that's with, that's with anybody. It's a proven fact. You go through something hard. You can be complete strangers and you go through an earthquake together. You go through a car accident together. Um, you bond even as strangers, you bond with that stranger and they become friends for life because Mm -hmm. they made it through something crazy and hard. Right. Well, just think how much more of a bond you have when you make it through the worst of something that you've ever experienced in your life with your wife, with the one that you chose to be with the rest of your life, Mm. it does create a bond stronger than anything. And I'm very thankful for my beautiful wife. And I love you. I love you too. I love that. I love you guys. You You guys have already dropped so many nuggets of wisdom and we're going to pull a couple more nuggets out of you. First of all, book recommendations. What are some resources that you would give to people who are in your shoes or even people who maybe aren't in your shoes yet, but could be, and you want to help them prepare? Go get books, go find help. And even if you hate the book halfway through, so what? Okay. You got another (laughs) issue out of it. Just like the people listening to this podcast, you may take one nugget away. It might be a book. You take one nugget away, sure. but it changes your perspective on everything. So um, <clears throat> it was hard in thinking about what books I would recommend because there's so many for the different seasons of um, grief, loss, and chronic pain. But one I really liked was um, You'll Get Through This by Max Lucado. Yeah. Max Lucado, I don't think he's ever written anything bad. He's phenomenal phenomenal um author so yeah the you'll get through this is really good and it's not supposed to be this way by lisa turkhurst Mm -hmm. was unbelievable i don't think anybody can read those two books and be the same afterwards you because everyone can relate to some piece of their story and their and those books so that would be my so good definite recommendation and Excellent. And we'll link those in the show notes too. So you guys can scroll down and and, uh, click on that to get those books. 
Well, this has just been so, so good. And um, we're so thankful that you guys have been here and sharing all this. And I know this is just the tip of the iceberg. I wish we had so much more time to dive into more. Um, but we're going to be closing up this episode. And at the end of each episode, we do a Dear Young Married Couple letter. Before we do, friends who are listening, if you could rate and review the podcast, that would mean a whole lot. Um, it helps us reach many more couples. Yes. So thanks for doing that. So here's our Dear Your Married Couple letter. Rewind to the first few years of your marriage. Think about what you wish you would have received in terms of advice and then fill in the blank. Dear Young Married Couple. Dear Young Married Couple, you are watching all of your friends get married and you're getting married. So do your friends a favor and buy them 10 visits to your favorite therapist <laughs> as their wedding gift because <laughs> they'll say they don't have the money for it and then it'll be true. <laughs> so oh, no, but, word. um, but really hang on. Don't give up. Don't give up whether it means post your wedding vows on as it, on post-it notes on your mirror. Don't give up because the reward on the other side is so worth it. Dear young married couple. Um, so obviously mine's from a man's point of view. Um, number one, drop your pride and ask for help way sooner uh, in life when you need help. Men have a tendency to want to do things on their own too much. And also, um, you know, thanks to my wife to remind me about this. Um, Yes, listen to the doctor. If you do have a major injury happen or any type of a surgery happen, you know, listen to the doctor. They they are educated for a reason. <laughs> and, you know, even though you think that you know more, <laughs> you don't. Um, and it's really not that. It's you think, well, I... People don't understand if I don't get out there and and do this, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not I'm not gonna be able to keep going. But if you just take your time, listen to what the doctor says, and and make it somehow make it work, you will heal better and faster in the long run. So good. Thank you guys so much. This has been rich. Yes. Yes. Very fueling for many couples. So thank you again. We love you. Love we you love too. you. All right, friends, we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation. And if you want help, if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple. And we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right. See you next week.